0: I was given a very difficult and challenging task to speak to you during these yamim noroyim days of awe about a day of awe which all of us experienced a year ago. One year later the title of this evening's program. It is even found in some of the Mepharshim on the Tour and some of the Shinnai involved in Shinnai and Vav that the one year, in conjunction with one who passed away, may even be what we call the solar year. Based on the Rashi and Parshas Noach, the Mishpat of the Dora model was for one year, 365 days. So though many of us address this topic on Chav Gimel Elul a week before Rosh Hashanah the actual yard of those who perished nonetheless today being Mozoi September 11th it is still appropriate to discuss this very important topic towards the very end of Yom Kippur we read about Yonah. There are two very important lessons of Yonah that I'd like to use as my introduction. The first is that when the seas were raging and the boat was capsizing, Yonah told all those who would listen, but the reason for this disaster, in one word, is Bishali because of me. The message is being addressed to me. And this has to be our attitude. In our Jewish community, especially in our Torah community, Bishali This is true about all the natural disasters in the world, earthquakes, tornadoes. It's a wake up call to Amnisro. How much more so a devastating cataclysmic attack, which, as we say around and around, does in fact relate. To Am Yisrael and Eret Yisrael. The Rav Zechhoron of Rukha once said, at the post of Shu'alim Hilchu Bo, Al Harzion Sheshomeim, the expression Hilchu as opposed to Holchu a Lashon Kovate, means that it's around and around, that the Shu'alim, the Shu'alim Kitanim, Mechablim, the terrorists. It's Hill Chubo. It's all around and around the situation. in Eretz Israel. And certainly this recent attack was no exception. And so Bishali. It is proper. That we congregate. To hear a message. Because ultimately. The message. From on high. Is for us. And if the entire world is taking notice how much more so am Yisrael and the Torah community. And number two the second lesson of Yonah is that our message is a universal message. Yonah went to Nineveh Ha'ir Ha'gadola the great city the big city the center of commerce the trade center of the world of yesteryear. A message for all of mankind. And remember, Ninve heard the message. The citizens of the United States and the New York metropolitan area even more so have heard the message. Those who tuned in one way or another to the proceedings of yesterday, the message was heard. And yes, even a message of return to, to God, to religion, was heard throughout the year, especially in the first few days and again yesterday. How much more so must we, the conveyors of a message to the general community, internalize it for ourselves the Rabona Shadolam concludes the book of Yonah by asking rhetorically should I not have compassion on humans and even on animals to Rachamav how much more so should our hearts go out to all victims and their families, irrespective of their religion, of their national origin. This is the proper attitude going back all the way to Kadesh Baruch Hu whom we are required to imitate. This, by way of introduction, we're about to read Yona, and Yom Kippur. Let us keep these things in mind. I'd like to communicate to you this evening two fundamental messages. Related. The first goes to the root of what happened. And the second will focus on how we should respond. In particular, not in the which, of course, we should respond with chuva, but even in our, in our attitude towards those who, who suffered losses. But let's first examine what happened. In this, I take a page, literally a page, out of a work called Mima Makim, which cites insights of the Famed Rav Moshe Shapiro Shalita of Yerushalayim Yerakodesh a great original thinker who has written extensively on these matters. Just remember that this sefer that I'm quoting from was written and printed in Tovshin Dunzai five or six years ago. You know, we're about to, and here I'm quoting from a, a different one of his works. You know, we're about to begin the holiday of Sukkot. We're not far away. And Sukkot is a universal holiday. The 70 Purim, representing the 70 nations. But the Purim are only half the story. There are also Ezin, goats. But these goats are referred to in two, in two different ways. Sometimes usir izim echad lechatos and sometimes usir the Goan of Vilna points out that if you add up the number of porim in the three days of the seven in which the term seir izim is used and you add up the number of porim in the four days that the term usir Chatas is used, each one is exactly 35. 35 and 35 is 70. Explains the Vilna Gon based on the Zohar. Siir Izim represents Yishmoel, and the Soir represents Asof. The 70 nations of the world. Are divided into two major components the Rosh Ha'umos, Yishmael and Asaph. Half the nation somehow belong to Yishmael, and half belong to Asaph. We read on separate days, belonging to separate camps. What do these? Two blocks or groups represent. The Gemara tells us in the Avodah Zarah, and Avbeiz what Esav represents. Esav of Edom is the Malchus of civilization. They pride themselves on the many marketplaces, bathhouses, monetary systems, which they have built. Aesop represents for us modern technology, urban civilization. This is Aesop. As the maharani Prague explains, Aesav is the Balas yishuv Biyosir. Aesov. Rome. Civilization. It's big cities and states. This is Aesov. What does Ishmael represent? Precisely the opposite. But by Ishmael we read, for who ye are pere odom? Pere odom. Literally translated, a wild ass of a man. The Chafetz Chaim pointed out, it doesn't say odom pere. But pera odom. Which means. Hebrew grammar. That the more basic description of Ishmael is pera. Is wild. So it happens he has. Two hands. And two, two legs and he stands up. Looks like an odom. But fundamentally it's pera. Wild. Ishmael represents. Nomads living in deserts, caves. Quite the opposite of Esav, who built and who represents civilization, urbanization, technology. Yishmael represents primitivity. Backwardness. A hate of civilization. Yishmael stands for the very opposite of civilization. And therefore, we have two polar extremes, polar opposites. Esav and Yishmael, respectively. And as the Grog explains, all the nations of the world... Can be divided into these two major blocks, thirty-five and thirty-five, as we derive from the psukim and <coughs> Says the pasuk at the end of Toldos, two psukim, which the Vilna connects one to the other. Vayistom. Esav as Yaakov. Esav hates, a passionate hatred of Yaakov. He claims, as is claimed of us to this very day, that we stole his brothers, we stole his wealth and stole his success. And what is the response? That we read a few psukim later. What does Esav do? And Asaf does. Ba Yaleh, Aesav Yishmael, Yeshmoel, Baykah Vas Ishmael L Isha. marries the daughter of Yishmael. This is not merely a marriage. It's an attempted merger. Asa wants to do what should be impossible, to join forces with Ishmael. One, the antithesis of the other. One, Ace of the builder of cities and states, of societies and civilizations, of technologies, and one, quite the opposite. Living in the wilds, a nomad, inhabiting caves and deserts. But somehow, Esav wishes to join forces with Ishmael by marrying Ishmael's daughter. And by Yisdom, Asaph, it's Yaakov. As the Vilna says, it's not merely a hatred of Yaakov it's a hatred of the world he wants to destroy the world with this merger the Yalkut says in Lech Lecha. Egla Eglah is Edom the Torah is Yishmael Eglah Aret Kishait Zomate Sharzoch Manakeva Yiptu Veshadadu as Kola Amokim. If eight of will join Yeshmael, woe unto the world. The Rambam in his famous Igris Tamon writes when Eitzhah and Yishmael will join forces. When the Melech Arov the king of the Arabs the Roche of Alagamol quoting the Pesach of Yeshayah, will join forces with Esau with Edom this is such a catastrophe that it can be termed nothing less than a precursor of the coming of the Mashiach. Without any prognostications, no dates will come out of this Dvar Torah. We're talking now in abstract. Therefore, when Esav and Yishmael remain separate, the world can go on. And if I may add my own little halacha, perhaps that's what the sukkah are telling us that we read on sukkahs. They're 35 and 35, no spillover. You have Asaph in these days and Shemol in those days, and never the twain shall meet. Then the world could survive. Because Asaph wants to build up the world. Of course, of Son Iliakov. Of course, there are times of anti Semitism inspired by Asaph and his followers through the Roman Empire, through Christianity. But nonetheless the world can survive and yes Yaakov Yisrael can survive with difficulty but can survive. Ultimately Esau wants to build up the world and as has happened so many times in our history members of Esau recognize that members of Yaakov can be very helpful in building up this world. When their wrath turns on us as we mentioned before, they blame us for stealing all that success because so much of it has come from our ingenuity. But Asaf wants it. So many times there have been court Jews that the church and the non Jewish societies tolerated and fought over because they recognised their great potential in doing what Esau does best building up society, commerce civilization, science now technology we can survive Yishmael who stands for the opposite anti-civilization as long as he is separated from Esau and continues to dwell in the deserts and the caves. The world can survive. Try to stay away from him. Not so hard. If he's, in the, if he's in the cave and he's in the desert and you're in the city. No. Whatever his hatred for you may be. Survival is likely. However. However. If Asev and Yishmal merge the technology of Asev in the hands of a Yishmal who wants to destroy society, destroy Abi Yisrael, and take the whole world down with him, that's a disaster. And listen to what Af. Moshe Shapiro shall lead the rights five, six years ago, before the events of one year ago long before quote unfortunately to our great pain this development that the Yalkut Shimoni is so fearful of is happening in front of our eyes when Arabs are receiving the Latest technologies from the Western nations that represent Edom. Bo Ni Tan the Shadei des Olam Kulo. Presumably is referring to nuclear bombs in the hands of Iraq. Lachain Ha Olam Kulo bis Akonas, quoting the Yalkut, Yiftochu vishadadu es Kola Mokim. Shekain Hen Yecholim, la Gia Lemakomos Vamustorim Mindbach. They can reach the furthest reaches of the world. They can reach New York City. Wow. This it can be said is what happened a year ago. Arabs taking jumbo jets developed by Aesov by western society destroying twin towers, killing thousands of people the lethal combination of the anarchy of Yishmael the technology of Asaf. yes the Rambam said such a combining of forces is so lethal that it has to ultimately lead to the Mashiach but as I said, we don't know when. We dare not predict when. And therefore the question is, how do we respond in the present time? First and foremost with chuva. Everything which happens is supposed to lead us to chuva. Nothing is a Mikre. Screams the Rambam and uchos Tshuva. And the Uchaz Taniyos. to think it just happened that way. This plot could have been stopped so many different times along the way. But it happened. It was successful. More successful than the wildest dreams of its evil perpetrators in taking human life. Witness that infamous videotape of Bin Laden, Yamach Shemov Didn't expect to take down the whole building kill thousands of people. Divine plan. When the murderous plot exceeds the expectation of the mastermind, Yad Hashem hay Sabano. and therefore we are required to look inward and see how can we repent, how can we improve ourselves in the aftermath of this calamity. But I'd like to share just one more insight in terms of how we respond to the people these kinds of events put us into direct contact with others with whom ordinarily we have very little to do the nations of the world neighbors noble firefighters and their families some of whom pay the ultimate sacrifice with their lives. Policemen, good citizens. We're not discussing how to deal with the murderers. We know how to deal with them. The Torah has taught us. The government, fortunately, is more or less on the right track. There's no compromise. There's no dialogue. Unfortunately, society around has too much ambivalence. Just read this week about the non judgmentalism which is the foremost item on society's agenda which has led groups otherwise responsible to say we can't say who did it we can't blame anybody uh, uh, this ambivalence is not the Torah way we know mass murder when we see it and to the credit of those leading the government they've seen it this way as well that's not what we're talking about although we should caution against this non-judgmentalism it's, it could destroy our society what it really means is in the words of Chazal Hammurachim al someone who gives any mercy or justification or understanding, quote unquote, to cruel murderers, is ultimately dealing with Akzari with cruelty towards Rahmanen, towards innocent victims and their families, and Khalil the potential other ones. But how do we deal with the society in general and with Ami Israel in general? Remember. This past year has not just been a year of tragedy for the World Trade Center. One year later is, is my official topic. It's been a tough year for Am Yisrael. We've lost hundreds of lives in this year in Eretz Yisrael. And as you keep hearing, on a proportional basis, whatever that means, even more than US, the U.S. lost on September 11th. We're not here to measure value of human life absolutely or proportionately. Just to say that we've also suffered our own terrible wounds. It's now two years since this terrible that the begun begon Erev Rosh Hashanah. It's two years ago. How do we respond to these, if I may use the word twin in a different sense, twin tragedies, the tragedy of the twin towers here in New York City and the tragedy of such terrible losses of Am Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael. Perhaps I may suggest as follows. The Torah says in Pashas Chukas Torah Odom for The Torah talks about death. If one stands in the same tent, no matter how big the tent, as a corpse. He himself becomes defiled. Tuma Smais, a high level of Tuma. The rabbis explained famously on this verse. Atam Kuyim Odom, the ein Ovdek Ochovim Kuyim Odom. You are called Odom in this verse, but the non Jews are not. And therefore, in one opinion of Tanoim Ain Ovdekokhovim Mitamim be ohel if one is in the same tent, if you will, as a non-Jewish corpse, no ritual impurity is transferred. Yes, if one is b'maga or masa, if one touches or lifts a non-Jewish corpse, there is this tumor, but not be'olam. The story is told that Rav Meir Shapiro, Zachrona Levrocha, Lublina Rav, founder of Dafyomi, was once challenged, hauled before a magistrate, to explain this passage which seems to dehumanize the nations of the world. Ein de Do you consider a subhuman, Rabbi Shapiro was asked. A serious charge indeed in Europe of a century ago potentially disastrous consequences if the right answer is not given the answer to Rav Meir Shapiro is false in the Bible there are many terms for man Is gever has a plural of Gevarim. Is enosh has anashim there's ish has Ishim. Adam is the only form used to describe a man that has no plural. There is no plural form of the word Adam. Explain Rav Shapiro. Atem kruyim Adam means that in Am Yisrael there's no plural form. Because all of us are one. And he recounted a number of incidents in the Europe of the early 20th century and even a little before. But a death threat to one Jew or to one small group in one small city led to an outcry in the international Jewish community trying to do whatever could be done to save lives, to prevent future losses. Incredible outpouring of unity. Because all of us are like family. We're like one. And the pain of any Jew anywhere in the world should be our own intense personal pain. the international community including Jews and non Jews alike there's a plural form the pain felt, felt by one Frenchman when another is hurt is simply not the same not the same intensity yes they feel something not the same and therefore the nations of the world there's a plural form the separation of sorts between one and the other does not exist ideally in Amisra. these words of Rav Shapiro sufficed in the eyes of the magistrate but I want to ask one question what does this have to do With the Durah's with the understanding of the rabbis, which concerns ritual impurity. May I suggest the following? We're not privy to the secrets of God and his Torah. But one could ask, What's behind this distinction? Why is it that there's a Jewish corpse? In a building, in a tunnel miles long, that every Jew throughout becomes an avatuma, words that may not apply for a non Jew. And perhaps, as per the inside of our Mayor Shapiro, aside from being a straight Xeris Akosta, which we don't question, there's a lesson to be learned. in the international community if we pick up a corpse if we touch one we are moved who can see death and not be moved and therefore there's tumor but if it's a mile away under a big subway tunnel or a block away in a major building in a big city not so moved there's no tumah but if atem kuyim adam adam kiyamas ba'ol, a jew is killed it could be thousands of miles away we're all if you will in one big tent and therefore, the pain is so intense. You are so moved. There is tumma, An Ava tumah. was not merely deflecting the magistrate. But in fact, his interpretation is Me'inyona. Relates to the Halacha. Perhaps. Which the Gemara derives from atam kuyam adam bain of de gachav kuyam adam therefore how do we respond I believe we respond to these twin tragedies in this spirit when we see close at hand death the hands of murderers we must be outraged We must be moved. We must be empathetic. No matter who the victim is. We must behave accordingly. And therefore whatever is happening with the various activities. We have to be very much involved. As appropriate. We cannot demonstrate callousness. Apathy. Apathy. So tragedy so close to us. We cannot say the same when we hear of tragedies transpiring in far away Africa, Asia. It just doesn't hit us the same way. But if we're talking about Ami Israel we're talking about Achenu Kolbe Israel it doesn't matter where it is. It doesn't matter was true but one individual was held on some alila held in jail somewhere in Europe the whole Jewish nation cried out how much more so hundreds of victims of terror Islam, in the Holy Land in our land we must be pained as if it was happening right in front of us. That's the lesson of Adam Kiyama's Be'oh. We're all in one tent. No matter how far it stretches. The tent of the Shamayim over the Uretz. We're all one. This is to be our response. Aside from the chuva, the primary response to tragedy and our interpersonal response These twin tragedies this dual type of response is called for. Responding to the local tragedy irrespective of nationality and responding passionately to tragedies within Am no matter where they take place. And especially in the Holy Land. And especially when perpetrated by Yishmael. Hater of all society. Using the lethal methods of Esau. If not as dramatic as the one used a year ago. Nonetheless, weapons of death. These are some of the lessons to be learned one year later. As we prepare for Yom Kippur and then Sukkot. From which we derived these lessons from Yona, from the Carbonos, and from the days of all the Al-Nur-Aim in general. May it be a wish that these tragedies, as unspeakable as they are, unforgivable as they are, somehow lead as the Raman predicted to the coming of the Mashiach. May he come to the hair of Yomainu. Amen. Obligation. However, Yom Kippur, in one, respect, in one respect, with regard to the Avera that he's done at least, is a day in the year. But it's not a response to a particular Avera that he's done. On the contrary, on Yom Kippur, we're obligated to refer back to the Averos that we've neutralized in previous years, and even in previous Yom Kippur. And even once we've done the vidui, Ere of Yom Kippur, and the night of Yom Kippur, and the day of Yom Kippur, the day of Yom Kippur demands that we keep repeating that vidui in every single tevila. Differently for the Yachid, differently for the Rabbim. That itself is interesting, showing a different uh, perspective for Shal Tzibor Shal Yachid. But the point is that the Chuvav Yom Kippur never relates to particular Averos only. Of course, the vidui includes reference to a whole litany, a whole slew of Averos.